0: I'm Keaton Fletcher, an assistant professor of industrial organizational psychology at Colorado State University, and this is Healthy Work. All right, and we're back for another episode of Healthy Work, and once again, I'm excited to be joined by a fabulous guest, someone whose work I really admire, and they're here to talk about a paper that I am just over the moon about. So I'll get out of the way and let you introduce yourself.
1: All right. Hi, everyone. And thank you, Keaton. I am Mindy Shoss. I'm a professor of psychology at the University of Central Florida and a fellow of the Society for Industrial Organizational Psychology. My research focuses on the intersection of occupational health psychology and the future of work, including topics such as job insecurity, adaptation, work stress, AI, and robots
0: all really great and relevant things as we're moving into the future. I have you here specifically to talk about a paper that you recently published on precarity of work and presenteeism in the COVID era. So why don't you tell us about that paper?
1: Great. So this study began in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. i it's a collaborative effort by myself, Haley Min, Kristen Haran. Who are both at UCF at the time, and Tower, who's a student at UCF, and Jeannie Nigam and Naomi Swanton from the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, or NIOSH. So um, I first want to acknowledge with considerable gratitude the support and collaboration from NIOSH and also to point out that the views in the paper are solely the responsibility of the authors and uh, do not necessarily represent the official position of NIOSH or the CDC. So with that out of the way, um, basically as we were watching the pandemic unfold, we thought that an important direction for research is to understand the interplay between the workplace And public health. And there was a lot of attention being given to people working remotely and the shift to remote work. And although many people made that shift, it was also clear that there's a large percentage of the workforce that could not work remotely and that had to work in person. And workplaces are gatherers of people. And therefore, it seemed like whatever was happening internally to the workplace was likely to spill out into society through disease transmission. So in addition to watching those dynamics, the research from a a broader perspective also reflects the recognition of issues of differential power and agency that people experience in the job. And we see it. Daily and news headlines, but, but there are a lot of workers who feel insecure about their job, whose wages make it difficult to meet daily needs, who experience a lack of rights or barriers to exercising rights in, in the workplace. And people who work in environments where they fear that they're defenseless against unfair treatment or retaliation. And so the research has long showed that this sense of precariousness is bad for an individual's well-being and their mental health. And what we wanted to do here is examine whether and how it's also bad for society. So basically, we recruited a sample of folks who are working fully in person during the pandemic, and we surveyed them four times each three weeks apart. And each time we asked about their precarious work experiences, we asked if they were fearful or worried about being exposed to the virus by virtue of what was going on in their workplace, and if they had gone to work with possible or confirmed cases of the COVID-19 virus. In addition, we asked people if they had generally gone to work while sick during the period in between the surveys, as well as if they had sent a sick kid to school or to daycare. So here's what we found. Overall, The people who experienced a sense of powerlessness against mistreatment at work, they are more likely to go to work while they were sick in general, they are more likely to attend work with a confirmed or possible case of the COVID-19 virus, and they're more likely to send a sick child to school or work. And those who experienced a sense of powerlessness to mistreatment at work also worried more about workplace exposure to the virus. In addition, job insecurity also played a role. So people were more likely to go to work sick and to worry about virus exposure on weeks where they felt especially insecure. And those who overall felt more insecure about their job also felt like their work was putting them at a greater risk for exposure to the virus.
0: Really important and really impactful. And if I remember correctly, like reading this paper, some of these effect sizes were just wild, like the odds ratios. You were like twice as likely for some of these relationships.
1: It was pretty profound, I think, especially when you consider that, that decisions to get a work when sick are, are pretty complex. There's probably lots and lots of things that, that play into it. And so to see this sense of powerlessness and fear of being treated unfairly or retaliated against or otherwise just sort of mistreated at work, predicting people going to work while sick, going to work while potentially exposed to the virus, um, it was pretty profound and, and it actually fit with. A lot of stories in the news we were seeing coming out at that time, There news reports and stories about people saying that, you know, I called my boss and I said I was sick and the boss said, I don't care, come in anyways. And we see that, unfortunately, play out in our data.
0: What should I do as a manager and then maybe also an employee? I I recognize that in our field, a lot of our recommendations from an OHP perspective are very privileged. They're geared towards people who might not be experiencing this powerlessness, this precarity. And so I was wondering if you have any insight from your research broadly or from this paper.
1: Right, right. That's an excellent question. And, you know, when we were thinking about the research and ultimately writing this manuscript, we wanted to not only look at how precarious work predicted presenteeism, but also to look at how precarious work predicted concerns about being exposed to the virus on their job. And if you look at those two outcomes together, I think it tells a story that People in precarious positions are not unaware of the risk, right? These weren't folks going to work sick because of a lack of concern. These are folks who essentially it seems they had no choice, right? They were compelled to engage in behaviors that potentially put themselves or others at risk. And so I think when we think about, about the implications there's implications across various different levels. Certainly if we go very broad, I think that psychosocial working conditions such as precarious work really should be monitored and viewed as a public health threat. I think our research and, and one of the reasons why I think this paper is important. Is that it shows that things that happen in the workplace have the potential really to spill outside of the workplace, and certainly the work-family literature has shown that, and other literatures in our field have shown that, and, and I think this adds to that broader broader story. I certainly think that organizations should be very careful also to monitor feelings of precarious work um, and to understand that if you create positions that are inherently precarious or put people in those positions, there are going to be a number of consequences that are potentially harmful, again, not only to the people, but but to the broader environment.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, again, like looking at your sample, these people who felt more precarious work, I think it was something like 40% of your sample, uh, I think you called them financially fragile, right? Couldn't come up with $2,000 in an emergency, which that's such a large portion of your sample that is on the edge of precarity, like precarity, not just with employment, but also (laughs) like financial ruin, right? Again, speaking to a broader social public health concern.
1: Right, absolutely. And and I do think that characterizes a a decent size proportion of of the american workforce um unfortunately so i i think these issues are all related i think right the institution of work kind of creates structures where folks are precariously employed or employed yet having financial risk associated with that and then their implications in turn for work and society so these things are very kind of circular
0: yeah Absolutely. So, what surprised you the most while you're
1: doing this research? So, you know, I guess when we had started, I thought precarious work would certainly, and our team really thought precarious work would relate to these outcomes. And so, I guess the bigger surprise was just how dominant a sense of powerlessness was in driving these outcomes, and I guess in hindsight, this concept really captures workers' fears about how they'll be treated or what's going to happen to them if they miss work or they say no to a task that might put them at risk. And I think that finding, you know, retrospect really fits with the idea, and really I think exemplifies the idea that people um, are using whatever agency they have, whatever little agency they have, to try to protect themselves. Um, against a situation worsening and against their treatment worsening so in essence they're they're sort of sacrificing health or safety or well-being to try to maintain their job and to try to maintain some sense of kind of dignity at work is is what i think is going on here
0: yeah so so much to dig into and like you said i think the the powerlessness being the most dominant part also took me by surprise i would have thought it'd be more on the financial side or something along those lines. Yeah. So, Mindy, big question for you. Why do you do this work?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I have to say every time I listen to your podcast, I love hearing people's answers to this question. So, and uh, for me, research on future-oriented cognition suggests that people think about the future a lot, perhaps even up to or if not more than uh, four times an hour. And so I've been really interested in how people think about the future and how they try to cope with and protect themselves against potential threats. Um, I think as we've seen, this is a topic people sit around the dinner table and talk about. There's a lot of uncertainty about the future of work, the quality of jobs, And I think it's a dominant theme, not only in the economy and in the broader sense, but also just in people's day-to-day lives. So I, again, I've been interested in, in thinking about how people try to exercise agency and try to plan or protect themselves and deal with these threats. Um, I've also been interested in the intersection between worker well-being and sort of macroeconomic political events, such as a recession or the pandemic. I think you see in this paper, it's kind of the melding of those interests.
0: The best kinds of papers where you get to do all the things that you like, hinge one, you're like, this is me. This is me in a paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's great. And, you know, I also... Why I do this work is I also just really, really enjoy um, the other researchers in this space. This paper had a really great author team, but there's just a lot of really enthusiastic and thoughtful researchers in the areas of, you know, occupational health psychology and precarious work and economic stress. Um, And I, I really enjoy learning from others in this group and hoping that I can contribute research that has important implications.
0: Well, you absolutely do. You're a researcher I definitely look up to and appreciate. And so I guess with that, thank you so much for your time. And I will talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Microsong by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use. And leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.